side, we're going to prove once and for all that all these people talking about an East Coast, West Coast war, they like the Judas was to Jesus. They only here to cause confusion. We here to bring money and to bring change. They here to cause confusion. All these weak rappers, Nas, all these suckers, they battling off of East and West like this is a game. This ain't no game. If this was chess, we'd be yelling checkmate three years ago because we've been beat these It's not a game. I was more shocked than anything, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't more shocked of him dying. I was more shocked of him. Pac is a strong dude, yo. I know Duke, you know what I'm saying? Right. He real strong. So when they was like, he got shot, I was just more like, again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He always getting shot or shot at. He gonna pull through this one again, make a few records about it, and it's gonna be over, you know what I'm saying? But when he, when he died, I was just like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? kind of took me by... Even though we was going through our drama, I would never wish death on nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because ain't no coming back from that. Notorious B.I.G. or Biggie Smalls was one of the rap world's best-known artists. The East Coast rapper was known for his gangster rap style, which is apparently a true reflection of his lifestyle. Early Sunday morning, the music video images became all too real when the rapper, whose actual name is Christopher Wallace, was shot and killed in a drive-by shooting. Los Angeles police say Notorious B.I.G. was sitting in a Chevy Suburban when an unknown number of suspects opened fire. The rapper had just attended a party at an automotive museum in celebration of Friday's Soul Train Awards. His death comes just six months after his rival, West Coast rapper Tupac Shakur, was assassinated in Las Vegas. Police say they're looking into the possibility that this murder was in retaliation for Shakur's death. Whether the Tupac Shakur incident is directly related to this, uh, we're not sure at this point, but we certainly will cover that and, and touch bases with Las Vegas authorities. Hello and welcome to Foxy on another podcast. Today, got Aisha and Kurt. Hey. And Yo. we're going to be talking about the killing of Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur. We're going to start by talking about basically the East Coast, West Coast rivalry and what surrounded the killings. So, have you got anything to add to the East Coast, West Coast rivalry? West side. West <laughs> California. Side. Um, okay, I think Kurt should stop. Wow, it it was just it's it, it it was ridiculous at the time, and it's even more ridiculous now. I think that you know you got people right like in the music industry, you know, bitching back and forth about where they live or where they come from, and it's just it's ridiculous when you think about it. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think the rivalry initially started. You got um, Death Row Records, obviously the West Coast. You got Bad Boys, East Coast. And I think it started with um, Suge Knight, who obviously owns, well, he did own Death Row Records, a known gangbanger, hardcore kind of guy, a guy who, you, you know, a lot of these rappers are called studio gangsters because they talk the talk, but really they don't they don't live the life. But Suge Knight, I think, did and does. He looks it, doesn't the... he? He looks so scary. Like, oh my yeah, God. he's like, he, he wants to be like this mafia don. He comes from a, a mob pyro blood background you know the the, the they wear the red mm. and i think um 
he had a um what started the initial rivalry was he had um one of his he's like goons who he would use to like intimidate people's a man called Jake the Violator. You know, he got he got that name because he's not a very nice man, but um he was shot and for some reason Suge Knight blamed as he was called then Puff Daddy or someone who was close to Puff Daddy of shooting this Jake the Violator and he died and from there that's when the rivalry started and then you've got added to the mix, you've got the two rappers who are both with the um the rival record companies who used to be, you know not I wouldn't say best friends or anything like that, but you know, got to know each other and got close and recorded a few songs and they was also going through, you know, coincidentally a rivalry because obviously Tupac was shot in ninety four in New York in Times Square and upstairs in the quad studios was the bad boy family if you want to call them that and he blamed them or was paranoid and believed they knew and they obviously said we didn't know anything you know it was you were set up and it weren't by us and so you had you had the two guys who ran the companies feuding you had the two rappers under them their two biggest rappers feuding two biggest rappers on the planet i'd say at the time and then you obviously go into their their killings later on but yeah it's it's a, a stupid stupid situation that cost or if you you know people believe it cost two guys young guys their lives i mean i don't know but yeah it's just a horrible thing really some of the things i was reading like um from the east coast west coast rivalry you've got the east coast which um from what you can read online they reckon like hip-hop generated from 1970s new york bronx with people like mm-hmm. Grandmaster Flash, Run DMC, LL Cool J, and went on to various other artists. Then you had um, the West Coast had its emergence big time in the 1980s. With people like Schooly Day, Ice T, Eric White, who went on to form NWA and stuff like that. And what some people think is the East Coast were jealous because they, they were said to have started hip-hop in New York, but around the time of when um, Tupac and Biggie were emerging, the West Coast was the, was getting all the media attention, they were the most popular, all their rappers were on MTV, and they were making all the money where the East Coast, where they thought rap music and hip-hop originated from, was getting shunned. And that's what some people think. That's how the rivalry started, through jealousy from the East Coast side. Well, I mean, yeah, because the East Coast is the where rap started. Obviously, you got all the, I'd say, the best lyricists are, are from the East no. Coast. Like him, yeah. Nas, obviously. Nas. Yeah, but let, let's, let's just go this minute. But, you know, you got you got guys like that who, you know, they were, like, told stories of, like, the, whatever life it was in, in the streets of New York, Bronx, whatever. And then... I think you'd have the NWA that started this more violent type of um, rap music. Obviously, Public Enemy as well on the East Coast did that. But I think NWA really became mainstream. They they had white kids buying their music, which was pretty rare. All, all from streets in Compton. It wasn't just black kids buying it. It was white kids in, in the suburbs and white kids from around the world, really, who started buying into it. And obviously, when rap, rappers go platinum, it's usually because white people are buying their music. And... Um, you got obviously the NWA were big, and then you got Death Row Records, which lived on the um, that kind of music. You know, they're based they're based on violence. I think Dr. Dre obviously was poached there from Suge Knight. Suge Knight has got a, 
a long history of intimidating people, like I said. I mean, he got into the business, I believe. Off the top of my head, he, someone he knew wanted money off Vanilla Ice, the, the white rapper, and he wrote the the, the track Ice Ice Baby, and um, Vanilla Ice basically told him to fuck you, I'm not paying you. So this guy got Sugar Knight to handle the business, and after hanging Vanilla Ice over a balcony, Vanilla Ice paid the man the money, and that's how he... He became notorious for being the guy to go to and would get shit done basically. And to get in Dr. Dre, you know, you got Snoop Dogg on there as well, who's uh, Dre's like protege, and he went through a murder trial as well. So it was all they were they were known for being not just studio gangs, if you like. You know, you got Snoop Dogg rapping about violence while on trial for murder that he was acquitted of. So it's 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 that kind of thing, and then on the East Coast you got someone like uh, Nas who came out of Illmatic, which is now known as one of the greatest rap albums of all time. But at the time, it didn't actually do that well sales-wise. It was great and got a lot of um, critical acclaim, but it didn't sell. It wasn't selling like N.W.A. It wasn't selling like Dr. Dre. It wasn't selling like Snoop Dogg. It wasn't until Biggie came along and brought out Ready to Die that actually went mainstream and sold I think four million copies. That, you know, he that's why he was known as the guy who brought the East back and put the East back on the map. And I think that's when the rivalry started between those two as well. So we'll talk about a little bit how Biggie and Tupac knew each other as well. Because didn't um, Biggie, wasn't he like a support act for Tupac for a little while? Because Tupac burst on the scene before Biggie, didn't he? Yeah. Aisha, do you want to want to go into this? No, no, you go into it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how they know each other, so you can tell us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tupac was his first album was ninety one, Tupacalypse Now. He was, um, yeah, he was um, a star for a few years, and then obviously uh, Big was on the um, out of the Bed Stuyvesant area of Brooklyn. He was, you know, it wasn't until he really he met. You know, Puff Daddy, who was um, trying to create his own record label. Obviously, Puff Daddy was after a rapper or rappers who could, you know, push this label. And he found Biggie. You know, he'd heard good stories about him. Mr. C, a local uh, producer, DJ, had passed him on to Puffy and said, you know, this guy is he's talented. And then um, I think they knew each other, obviously, because Tupac was, was lived in that area at certain times. And they got to know each other. You know, he had... He, it's hard to know how much influence he had, but he said he helped him, you know, taught him things, taught him about, you know, what to rap about, who, blah, who, blah, who blah. Who helped who? Tupac said he helped, like... B. Teach, yeah, that how to, you know, what to rap about and gave him opportunities, basically, you know, allowed him to come on stage and rap and basically get known by certain people. And and then, obviously, Tupac went to jail on, you know, most feel that was a bogus bogus charge but he went to jail and while he was in jail that's when Biggie became massive basically and you know he had songs like Juicy, Big oh, Papa yeah. Out, Get Money I mean he was he was mate he, you know with the album as well and I think that's when the relationship soured between them that there was jealousy <clears> there <throat> there was paranoia there as well and obviously because he was shot in Times Square while they were upstairs Do you think... not many people knew he was gonna be there and so no do you think suge knight like created that paranoia and um you know like put like put things into two backs mind about biggie and puffy i'm not sure so much about the paranoia but what i think 
he did encourage, and Buffy as well, they encouraged the rivalry because the rivalry was selling, I think, that East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah that's why I think it. the publicity, yeah, it's, more records. Con- controversy sells. There's no better way of controversy selling than in rap, I'd say. I mean, look at Eminem. I mean, I, was, I remember when Eminem first came out and he was people were picketing against him, they were protesting against him. What did it do? It didn't make Eminem go away. It made him even more bigger and everyone wanted to hear what this guy was saying. Mm. And then he was absolutely massive because of that. Like I said, Snoop Dogg was absolutely huge because he was getting Dolores Tucker, the the women's rights protesters and all these other you know, influential people saying about his music, how they were degrading women. What was it doing? It was making albums like Doggy Star Go Platinum because people wanted to... You know, people it's free publicity, to... isn't it? Yeah, they people, always say... kids, kids wanted to get an album that they weren't allowed to. If their parents said, oh, I don't want you listening to that music, well, what are kids going to do? They're going to want to listen to it. Mm. Do you know, right now we've talked about, like, the emergence of them and um, how the rivalry could have started. Should we go on to the night that Tupac got shot? So, yeah. So the night so that, that was... Tupac... you gone. It was September the 13th, 1996. It was outside. It was in Flamingo. Vegas, wasn't it? It was in Vegas, yeah, yeah after a Mike Tyson. Mike September Tyson, look, listen to this, yeah. Mike Tyson has Tupac Shakur, um, comes in with Tupac Shakur for his fight. And who does Mayweather come in with Justin Bieber? Like, big difference. <laughs> if Tupac was alive, do you think he'll, do you think he'll walk um, Mayweather to the ring? No, I think he'd walk Audrey Harrison to the ring. <laughs> Oh, I just need to get over the Harrison love. But anyway, so it was on the night of... Um, he the... wouldn't walk a mere car anyway, he'd say, oh, no, nah, forget that puss. Whatever. Um, yeah, so it was on the night of Tyson's fight in yeah, uh, Tyson Vegas. against Salden. MGM. Hmm? Yeah, it was... Yeah, Tyson against Bruce Salden, yeah. Yeah. September yeah. 13th, I think, was the day, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah. No, September September 7th, 13th was when he died. Oh, was yeah. it? All oh, right. That's okay. where I've gotten mixed up then. So it was like... Um, yeah. Pretty much what happened apparently was after he was the in fight. the car with Suge Knight. No, 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 the... no, 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 no. There was something happened at the MGM after the fight. Um, some people I had there was like a gang member from the Crips or something. Or what's the what were what they called? The um, West South Side, Side Crips. Yeah, there was like there was some. There, apparently, there was a member from that gang in the the in um, MGM hotel. After after the fight, and then Tupac had a collision with him or something. That would be Orlando Anderson, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. He apparently stole a necklace from Death Row Records. Oh, and apparently, what happened? It was caught on. I think it was caught on CCT. Someone whispered into the ear of Tupac and says, "That's, that's the guy yeah. who pinched the thing." And obviously, Tupac and his entourage, they're all piled in on Orlando Anderson and give him like a beat down. Yes, that's it. That's what happened first. So that's, that happened. Yeah, yeah. that happened they first. They all rushed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you can see the footage online as well on YouTube and stuff like that. I've seen. In... Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that ages ago, long time mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened first, and then apparently, and then it was like later they're all going to a club or something afterwards that should night sorted out. Six six two. Yeah, that's yeah, it. it was and like then... the after after party or something. Yes, yes. So they're all going there, and apparently, um, what's his Suge Knight and Tupac were in the same car together. Tupac's bodyguard was 
or yeah, bodyguard was in the security, was in the car behind because he was driving his girlfriend's car, Tupac's girlfriend's car at the time. And that's why he wasn't in the car with them. So it was just Suge Knight and Tupac at the time after going to the club. And that's when they, they were at the, in, um, what's the, they were at the Flamingos, Flimming, something, Boulevard? Flamingo and Cold. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's when, that's when Tupac got shot, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently it was like a white Cadillac, I think, pulled up and there was apparently four black Guys, men no. in the um, car that um, pulled up. I think they pulled up alongside. Yeah. On the two packs, and I think it was something like 13, 14 shots fired. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. Didn't. Um, who was it as well? Oh, his name's got. Chug Knight. Mm. He claimed that he um, had a bullet in his brain for years and years and years, didn't he? <laughs> and he, never got, he didn't get hit at all. No, no he, he, didn't, he, he, did. he didn't get hit by a bullet. It was like, it was like glass. Yeah, was little bits. Shattered. Yeah, little bits were hit him, but nothing. N- not. Yeah. There is footage out there of him saying that there's a bullet lodge in his brain, though, because yeah. I've seen it. But oh, he's such an people idiot. try and use that as an excuse to say that Suge Knight. I don't trust Suge Knight, though. Don't you think? Well, I, I just uh, there's something about him just doesn't fit right. Well, yeah, but people try and use that as like an excuse as he was lying. But the thing is, another reason, a simpler reason that he was lying was just to look good. That I got a shot in the head and I'm still walking around smoking a cigar. What are you gonna do about it? You know, mm. to me, it's just more of a a bragging thing and with, with Suge Knight I mean what I think happened is, is simple cut and dry I mean they beat up Orlando Anderson who was a crip some guys you just beat up and you know they're not going to do nothing some guys though especially in that culture who hang around the people they do they they can kill you for looking at them wrong they mm. can in that in some parts of Compton some parts of you know in that area where the crips and bloods are you know, I've seen documentaries, loads of them. You can get killed for wearing the wrong colours on the day on the day you go out. You can get shot for just wearing a, a wrong whatever. Or crazy. So I think for getting beat down like that, he's gonna go looking for revenge. And I don't think there's any doubt that Orlando Anderson was one of those in the car. Whether he was the actual guy who pulled the trigger, I don't know. But he, I think he was definitely in that car, and he, that was the the revenge attack that you beat him up. So they, let's go, let's go looking for him. There's some like have tried to argue that the gang that he was in was he in the south side crips wasn't he yeah mm. philly philly of the clip yeah crips. and they tried to like play down that the involvement of the crips oh he couldn't orchestrated it and all this planning and how he managed to get away with it and all the rest of the stuff they had to me it's like kurt said it's cut and dry tupac and his aunt rod give him a beat in he went and got his friends and the shot and killed him it's it's clear but, for me. Know, Orlando Anderson. Do you know um, Keefy D as well or someone? Do you know there's actually a little known fact about Orlando Anderson because he was actually killed a couple of years later in a totally unrelated gang incident. But he was obviously present the night uh, Tupac got shot. He was involved in the fight. He was also present the night Biggie got shot. And he was actually at the same party that Biggie got shot. No way. So it's a little known fact. But nothing. No one suggesting he was involved. That's in quite interesting that, uh, though. But he was he was there as well. He's he's just a guy who obviously knew certain people and knew how to get access to big events. But, I mean, people have, people like... It seems when any, any celebrity or any known person gets killed or, you know, even if they commit suicide, people have to make up. It, it never can be the simple truth. It always has to be, oh, this guy was involved. There was a big conspiracy. It can't just be a case of, you know, he, he you know, messed with the wrong guy and he got revenge. I mean, people have said that Sugar Knight was involved, but I'll just put it like this. If he was a £350 man, big guy... 
Would you sit next to a skinny guy in your car while someone just spraying 14 bullets right next to you in the middle of the car? No to way. me, Suge Knight's that's suicidal from Suge Knight. He's, he's not a, he's not a small guy. He's a big guy, and Tupac wasn't a big guy. You can see why people think it though, don't you? Because it's like, yeah. why was Suge Knight? Why was his security put in the other car? Yeah, like Suge Knight's well known to be um, in all these mob movies, and he loves to live that mob lifestyle. And the killing is very much like what people try to say is the beatdown in the club was like a setup, so it could be blamed on the Southside Crips, and this is um, yeah, all orchestrated so Suge could um, get Tupac whacked because Tupac was going to quit Death Row. And he was going to be leaving. But didn't didn't Suge Knight do that? Threaten um, Dr. Dre as well when he was leaving. Um, that's a, that, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you could say that, but the th- I'd say this: Tupac was already shot in '94. No one ever got that. Uh, whoever got the shooters were there. I don't think you need you needed to have a, a setup or a, a multi. He could have just got shot any time. He could have walked out um, at recording studio and got shot. It, it would have been blamed by gang violence anyway. And Suge Knight certainly didn't need to be in a car. Suge Knight could have planned it and been sat at home with his feet up. And he could have got him... I don't see why you would put yourself right next to a, a, a skinny guy when you're a big guy with bullets spraying absolutely everywhere. And let's be honest, I know we make fun of him saying he got sh- he got shot in the head when he didn't, but it was really fortunate for him that he didn't get any bullets because they were flying everywhere. Yeah. The, the guys who killed this, they weren't professionals. They weren't like hitmen. They just sprayed bullets so, everywhere you know... and only four hit him. Yeah, but you know this guy that got... Um, that, what's his name? Anderson? Orlando Anderson. Uh, Orlando Anderson. So didn't the police come after him or something? Because obviously he's the suspect in all He this. was, like, he got the beat down in the club. He was the main suspect. Yeah. I think it was the talk of, the like, the rap community. And everyone was talking about who... What, you go online and you Google... And even when you go on Orlando Wikipedia, it's pretty much everywhere you read, it's him who done it. But the police only questioned him one time. Why was that? That's a bit strange. To me, that's what the big controversy in the crime to me is. It's not who killed him. I think it's pretty obvious if you can do some reading and whatnot, who killed him, why he killed him. It's why did the police not solve this crime and why was it so why hard? It, it doesn't make any sense. As well, apparently, Suge Knight, who um, was in the car and two got shot, he looked into the eyes of the people who killed him, but he won't name who they were. Yeah, apparently all of the outlaws... Um, know who like they none of them would talk to the police and there was a there's i read somewhere where when they did take tupac to the um, hospital there was a bit where he was actually conscious and um the police questioned him is that true and then he he just he, he wouldn't comment something yeah, like that bullshit. Is I've, it? I've heard that but it uh, he was pretty much dead for, on arrival really they just kept him alive I, us. I just i just think you gotta understand the culture that they're from they they don't grow. They don't talk to police. Yeah. They don't snitch. Snitches are bitches. And I think when you're listening to people's records saying, "Oh, don't don't snitch, don't talk to police, police service and yeah. that," then people wonder why the crimes aren't solved. But the thing is, countless witnesses. Las Vegas Strip. You've been there. How mm. easy is it? Especially oh after God. a fight. Mike Tyson especially, fight. Yeah, exactly. Especially after hundreds a fight. of witnesses. But who talks? Shug Knight said himself. He. I mean, I don't believe him when he says he knows. He knows that. I don't believe everything he says, but he's the type of person, if he did know, he wouldn't say because that's the kind of guy he is. That's what he's been brought up to be. And that's all of them guys. So I think 
it's kind of funny when I hear all them saying, oh, it's it's racism, it's police. Not so. I'm not saying the police did a good job, but I'm just saying, when you want to even speak about what you know, the streets always know. And they, how many times do they actually talk? I mean, they always say the same thing, I didn't see nothing. That's the, always what they say, whether a shooting could occur right in front of their face, I didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. Um, what's the other conspiracies? What's the other alternatives if it's not should night? What are other people saying who it could He's be? in Cuba on a beach with a cigar. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. Um, no, but who else could have shot Tupac? What What are other people saying? The other, The main other... One, I don't know how much Curtin was about this, but I read a little bit. Is the FBI wanted him dead because of his um, oh. his influence on black culture, his influence, the amount of money, power. Same with the NWA as well. Well, it depends if you want to believe that the FBI wanted him dead. Basically, what it is is his man was a Black Panther. He had. Mm. It's I find it quite funny. He's his um, political aspirations. What like around something called Thug Life, where yeah. he wanted to involve a rule where they could live a Thug Life and not feel persecution from the police. So basically, as long as it was Thug on Thug crime, um, Thug on Thug murder and stuff like that, there would be no prosecution. That was one of the things that he was said. And I'm not being funny, but if that's his political aspirations, that's his what he's aspiring to. I can't really say the FBI being too worried about them because who really is going to buy into that sort of way of life other than the people, people who the listen street. to these, yeah the people on the street one of the one of the one of the main theories was obviously that um i remember this was years ago now this was um i think the la times published it in 2001 and i, I think the writer was called chuck phillips he was actually a, a pretty prominent writer and since he reported this his career went downhill and it's not surprising because he basically blamed the murder on Biggie and put Biggie in Las Vegas and said that he, he heard from all these snitches that Biggie paid them, you know, however much it was. But the one rule was that um, he gave him a gun and said, you have to kill him with my gun. And this was a sensational story. And everyone started saying, oh, well, that's the case done. Biggie did it. Biggie's a bastard, all this and that. The fact is, there was no evidence whatsoever. And to this day, no one has ever come forward and said, I, I ever saw Biggie Smalls in Las Vegas that night, which, you know, most people say he was back at home in New Jersey. The fact is, a 400-pound big black guy, not single person saw him. The, probably the biggest rapper on the planet, no, literally, and nobody saw him. So I think it was, it was, it was, a, lot of, it was a lot of bullshit. There's no proof that biggest. Puff Daddy was... or Big or anyone was involved. I think the, the evidence clearly points at, at one man, and that's Orlando Anderson. Yeah, but trying to just... argue that point a little bit, right? I read... That what the family, the Christopher Wallace family did, they released um, was it video, um, audio recordings of in the studio that night recording. Was it um, Nasty Girl, a Nasty yeah. Boy? Nasty Girl. No, I think Nasty Boy. Nasty Girl's the one off his um, Biggie Duets album, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that's a bit too. I like that song. They're both good. Wrong. Anyway, they released um, audio corn scene. He was in the studio that night and they managed to pinpoint all the times and they've got some forensic people involved and stuff like that. But a studio, this is just speculation stuff that I've read online, but a studio um, engineer said they were recording the song, but it was during the day, not in the night time. To try and put the count argument out there, but at the end of the day, the studio, the engineer is still saying he was in the studio in LA at the time. 
Mm. Yeah, but I, I just think um, <clears throat> when you're that famous, that big, that obviously hard to miss. I mean, if he walks down the street, you're going to notice him. And no one's ever put him there. No one's ever... I mean, it, it's. I, I just think it's nonsense because you have to have proof. You can't just... It, it sells a lot of papers. It, it's a sensational movie plot story, but there's actually no proof. The fact is... People, people have said, "Oh, he had all these reasons to to kill him," as if as if killing is just such an easy thing. I mean, these are rappers; they're not they're not fucking you know Robert De Niro in The Godfather. I mean, they're just rappers; they're just music artists. You know, like no different. Just because they speak about killing people, they you know Quentin Tarantino doesn't go around blowing people's brains out just because he puts them in movies. And I think people get it twisted; they think these guys are actually real hardcore, and in reality, they're not. They just they just speak about it. And I think you know Tupac was was saying things he he slept with um, Big's wife he'd done all this he'd done all yeah. that and I think Big was pissed off but you know that's what it is Pete you know that's that's just why it is I think Tupac is he's a victim of the life that he led really wasn't he you think of all the money he had he must have been a multi-millionaire at the time why did he still need to be living that like gangster lifestyle he should have been if it was it me, sells isn't it it sells the uh, records as well but it's, it's, it's the image. Yeah, it's the the image yeah it's like if 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 i go into the studio and i'm i'm rapping about killing people and having holes i'm sitting in a library reading books on shakespeare i look like a bitch to the people i'm you know rapping to you know that's how they look at it they've got a like and then you, plus he he comes from the streets so it's, it is inbred in, in him as well so yeah, they don't you can't take called, that away from him. Yeah, they don't want to be called fake, or don't. I mean, mm. Doctor Dre has been called fake for years. I mean, this was a guy who was rapping about killing people, when in reality, he came from a world class wrecking crew group where he was wearing makeup. I mean, in reality, Doctor Dre is not what he says he is. He, he doesn't. He's not the image that he portrays, you know. But in that life, you no, know, you didn't ever hear many rappers rapping about, um, you know, doing good things. It's you know, they, it's like. As I said, you know, it's like going to watch a, a mafia film or watching Quentin Tarantino. Just separate the two. It's just, it's just, you know, something to listen to. I don't think people need to get so involved in it. To be honest about what, you know, the people are. Because let's be honest, most of these guys come from bad backgrounds or poor backgrounds. Mm. But when they're making their money, they ain't living in the same one room shack they grew up in. They're in a nice house, so they're already, they're already fake in some people's eyes anyway. Yeah. So, you, um, Lee, let's go back to this point where the police um interviewed Anderson. So, right. do you know anything more about that? Like, to be not a lot. From what I can gather, it was just like obviously the I think they would have brought him in because obviously there's the CCC footage of him being beat down by them and would ask him his bits and pieces. But other than that, he was released pretty much I think quite early on into the case. But he, the thing is as well. The investigation was reopened like a few years later. I think he was dead at that point anyway, wasn't he? No. Yeah, no. I think it's about proof. I mean, he, he, when they spoke to him, I don't think he said much. He just said, yeah, I was beat down. I got on with it. I dusted myself down and walked off. I mean, obviously the police knew that's probably bullshit, mm. but what can you prove? I mean, when you say to him, where was you at this time? He'll just say, oh, I was with blah, blah. And then, you know, that guy comes in and says, yeah, he was with me. We was watching, you know, a film together. I mean, what can they prove? No one saw him. And, and then... Guys who say they can identify him obviously can't or they don't want to. So it's all about proof and there's no proof and now he's dead. I think um, Feeney Shakur filed a wrongful death 
civil suit against him. Yeah, but she... once he died, I mean, what what can you do? I think that was she, he sued them first, didn't he, for the beatdown? He sued Tupac's estate, and she counter sued with the. Yeah. I think they settled out of court for something like seventy eight thousand dollars or something. But mm. that wasn't. I think he didn't get any of that money because he died just before it was settled. Mm. So what are you guys both adamant that he killed Tupac? Well, should we um, move on to the? He was in the car. Yeah. Should we go on to the biggie one, then at the end we can give our thoughts on who we think done it and whatnot. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll go March 9th, I think it was, when Biggie yep. was killed in LA. Mm. He was um, he was presenting an award at the Soul... Was it the Soul Train Awards or something like that? Yeah, Soul Train Awards. He was presenting the award. Mm. That was the... Um... I think that was the Friday night, and the Saturday was like kind of it was the after party yeah. on the Saturday. I he was um, he went to one after party, didn't he, in the nightclub? And I think they were going back to a, a, um, a house in the hills or something like that, around twelve thirty ish. And I think yeah. the um, car um, he was being followed was P Diddy in the car with him. No, he was in front. Yeah. So one of the cars got stopped. I think his car got stopped at the lights, didn't it? And the other cars had gone ahead. Yeah, I mean, this. I think these crimes are more interesting. I do as well. Yeah. This is. There's. I mean, in some cases, there's almost chilling similarities. They're they're practically identical. In other ways, there's slight differences. I mean, it almost takes place six months to the day after Tupac was shot in Vegas. Mm. They're both sitting in the passenger seat. They're both coming out of a, a, like a big event. There's hundreds of people on the streets. A, a car pulls up at a red light again. This is, but this is a bit different because he comes out of the, the museum where the party was. Literally, he's, he's only been in the car a minute, two minutes before it stops at the red light. No one knows who the. This is the difference. No one knows who the actual target was because if Puff Daddy's car doesn't cruise just before the red light stops. He's the one who stops first at the red light, and he's either target. No one knows. He goes through the red light. The second car stops. This time there's a slight difference in that there's only one man in the car, and he's the driver, and he's obviously the killer. He, he's um, this when it and again, and this is when it's more different. Whereas in the first killing, the guy just sprays bullets, fourteen bullets everywhere, and four hit their target. This guy fires five bullets, four hit their target, but every single bullet fired hits Big's door. No other bullet goes anywhere else. So this killer is obviously knows what he's doing, and then he's gone. He's he's up, gone in the night, and then no one's ever um, caught for it. But yeah, I mean, this killing is a lot more, I think, sophisticated, a lot more planned out, and I just don't think this is a random gangbanger. I mean, he wasn't dressed like a gangbanger. He, he, he was looking like a Nation of Islam guy. That's what the witnesses said. Nation of Islam, if you know, they wear the bow tie, the suit. He was wearing a bl- mm. blue suit, though. You know, and that's what he looked like, but who was he? No one knows. I mean, everyone was piling out the club at the, uh, the museum at the same time because I think a fire alarm had gone off, so everyone was on the street, and like I said, the car has literally just been moving 30 seconds to a minute, so it's right there. I mean, there's even videotape of the shooting, but unfortunately the camera just misses the, the killer pulling up and driving off. They hear the shot, and by the time they've panned over, he's gone in the night, so it's just sad that they couldn't get the person. Didn't On the night as well, when he was presenting that ward, there was a lot of tension in the area as well about him coming, because it was the first time he'd come back to California since Tupac had obviously been shot and killed, and 
he was yeah. obviously the focal point of everyone's anger. And when he was given the award, he was booed on stage. And I think when you said something about a fire alarm went off, I heard that was like guns went off backstage or something. And that's when the fire department closed the party off because of there was a lot of tension in the air, basically. I mean, from what I've what I've heard, I mean, yeah, looking in hindsight, it was the wrong thing to do to go there. But, he had the option to come to London as well, apparently, but he said he was yeah, more well. worried about coming to London than going to California. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, in hindsight, it was the wrong thing to do, but, you know, by what I've seen and what I've heard, mm. I mean, there's video clips of him on radio stations. He went there, and I think he was there about eight weeks. He was supposed to only go there for a few weeks, I think, to, to do some editing on the, the Hypnotize video or something, a music video. And apparently they were getting a lot of love out there. And the, what they initially thought was going to be a lot of like resentment was actually they were getting a lot of praise saying, you know, forget that, that's all bullshit, that East Coast, West Coast, you know, we, we love you, whatever. And he stayed out there a long time and everyone said he was having a great time, blah, blah, blah. The night, that he, the, the Saturday, March uh, March 8th it was, that he was supposed to fly to London to promote his upcoming album. He didn't want to go. He changed his mind and stayed. And then obviously as March 8th went into March 9th, they come out of the museum and he was shot. So it's just... I heard... But yeah, I mean... There's rumours of that Puff, Puff Daddy um, set, set him up and got him killed. Do you think... Do any of that? Any of you lot think anything of that? That's so big. Yeah. No. No. I, just I can't, done. It just it doesn't make any sense. It, Puff Daddy, like his meal ticket at the time was. Exactly. And yeah, why you know we when... haven't? And I know people go. The first thing people see is you make more money when you're dead. Yeah, well, not yeah. really. Only if you've recorded loads of music. I mean, not many people do. I mean, he didn't. That's the sad thing. He just finished his. He but he's, his, al- his album. His album went whoa, crazy. It sold loads of but It would have done yeah, regardless because it was a good album. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it wasn't. It's not like when you go back. Like I didn't listen to the music at the time. I was probably about ten year old. That wasn't the type of music I was listening to. But when mm. I've got when I've got older, I've gone back and listened. It's good music. It would have been a hit regardless of him dying. As far as I'm concerned, he didn't need to die. It doesn't make any sense him dying. I can't imagine people sitting around going, oh, we've got this really good album. What will make it better? Oh, well, why don't we get them fucking shot? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's sensational, like, but there's a lot of ideas people, again. A lot, a lot of rumours on the net and stuff <sighs> saying that it was um, Puff Daddy. The same, because he was jealous of him as well. And he, I don't know. I don't know. When you see Puff Daddy talk about him, mm. that was his. He wasn't just his meal ticket. Like I said he was his it friend. Was, yeah, they were good, fr- close friends. The thing is, I just think you know Puff Daddy ain't about that life. He's not about. I don't care what he says on these records. That guy's a dancer. That's all he was—a dancer, and he he can say what he wants. He's not about that. He's not Suge Knight. He's not. He wasn't brought brought up like that, and. I just think you know he 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 like acting the, the the bad boy as he as they called themselves, but he wasn't about that. And I think he was terrified once he was shot. He flew back to New York like the next day. He he got his ass a while away from there because he didn't want to get any involved in any of that shit. I think he was scared of Suge Knight. He was scared of Ally because of the the gang culture. And, you know, New York they they should have stayed where they was, but you know they wanted to promote the album. They wanted to squash the the the. The tension, and I think they were doing that, but 
I think he, he was lucky that he weren't killed because I still think that if he had stopped to the red light, he, he could have been the one who was shot. So obviously I think Aisha's trying to hint at what we think happened and there's some names that you um, for the biggie killing that come up quite a lot and it's a Poochie, David Poochie? Mack, Poochie, uh uh-huh. Kurt will know who that is, I'm assuming. Who's Poochie, Kurt? Some he's dog. A, he's a gangbanger. <laughs> no, he was a gangbanger who was a... Was he um, some sort of involvement with Suge Knight? Yeah, the theory is yeah, something but... about his um, Suge Knight, because he was in jail at the time, wasn't he? And apparently yeah. he told his um, girlfriend, or his wife, I don't know, at the time, get Poochie, get him on it. We need Biggie, we need Biggie dead, wasn't it? Yeah, and Poochie's another one who who is dead as well now. He died a few years oh, later. Conveniently. Also, he... He can't be... Um... But listen, why would Suge Knight want Biggie dead, though? I think the reason he wanted Biggie dead was because it's a fierce thing. It's The way the world perceiving it is Biggie killed Tupac, mm. East Coast's winning, they've killed yeah. Yomi and Star. And he lives that mob lifestyle, that gangster lifestyle. To me, it, to me, it makes sense that he orchestrated... I think he was involved in Biggie's killing. I think he, whether Biggie was involved in Tupac, I don't think he was, but the perception was that Biggie and Suge Knight, the way he lives his life, he's got to be seen to react. He's got to, to do something. To get some revenge. Because mm-hmm. that's the life he leads. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, one of the rumours that's been going around a long time that no one really has much interest in is the fact that you know Puff Daddy was proven to be a liar when the police asked him about who they were using for security while on the West Coast. He lied and said, you know, he was using a proper security firm. In reality, he wasn't. He was using Crips. You know, they ha- they hung around Crips while out on the, on the West Coast. And one of the rumours is that they owed the Crips money for security and they either, either didn't pay them or they didn't pay them what they initially agreed on. And what do, Crip, what, what do these people do when they're not paid? Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't come around saying, please give us our money. They put a bullet in your head. Yeah. And... That's that's one of the rumours that I think should have been looked into more, and I still think that's that's one of the a big reason that he could have been killed. But I just think the driver he didn't look like a gangbanger. That that's the biggest that's the biggest question about why you know he looked like a nation of Islam. Like it just doesn't make sense, really. But yeah, but then you could pay if someone. He was, to get... I thought, yeah, I, I probably stole Aisha's thunder. Yeah, but <laughs> if you want to um, to look like a nation of Islam, it's not hard to make them to look like a member exactly. of the nation of Islam. And also the, um, I mean, the only real evidence was the bullets. That was the biggest, the biggest piece of evidence that, but didn't really lead anywhere. That they were German gecko bullets, which you know, I, I mean, if you know anything about the bullets or read into them, they're actually extremely rare in um, North America. There's only two places that distribute them: Los Angeles and New Jersey. Obviously, Los Angeles was where the killing took place. New Jersey was where Biggie lived. That's in the whole of the United States. You know how big the country is. Yeah. That's how rare they are. So whoever killed, you know, they they were using some really rare bullets. And I think the police didn't do the investigative work because it wouldn't have been hard to find find a trail of some kind to them bullets. With the um, Biggie killing, the LA police are quite big suspects in this as well, didn't they? Because didn't they... Um... Christopher Wallace's mother take the LA Police Department to court or to legal proceedings for the sum of something like four hundred million dollars. Why was that? What, because, because 
they didn't they're corrupt. corrupt. There was cops, that's what I said before. There was a David Mack, wasn't there? A Nino yeah. Durandon, uh, Officer Perez. There's just some of the names I've pulled off the internet. They were proven to be corrupt cops. They'd orchestrated some bank robbery or something, and that David Max is still in jail now, I think. I mean, the LAPD is one of the most corrupt forces <laughs> going. I mean, I I'm not saying that they are now, and I'm not saying everyone is, but the, the Rampart scandal... They prove it. You've got a LAPD officer involved in bank robberies. I mean, that should wow. tell you everything. You've got LAPD officers involved in gang warfare. You've got LAPD officers who are known bloods and actually have associates with, like, the Crips or bloods. Because you've got to think these people grow up in that area. They're best mate to this, they're best mate to that. They don't just lose the lifestyle. You've got LAPD officers moonlighting as security guards for death row and bad boy, which Buffy denied. I mean, they're going to earn extra money if they can. I mean, you've got uh, LAPD officers who have been you know, many times tried and convicted of planting drugs, planting other evidence, and I just think they're very corrupt. And Russell Paul was one of the main detectives who, who, you know, who said all along that they were involved. And David Mack was an LAPD officer who he said he believed that um, he was involved in the killing. He had the same car that the killer drove. Not that he was the actual killer, but he was involved. He had the same car the driller, uh, the killer drove. He actually owned German Gecko Bullets. Oh. And he actually was a, a big Tupac fan, and they said he had a shrine to Tupac in, in his house. So it's it, that mm. evidence looks dodgy. Yeah, but very dodgy. Again, it's all, it's, it's all circumstantial. It's what can you prove? And It's crazy so. that the, both crimes, nobody nobody's been convicted. Doesn't... And they never will now. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Two of the biggest rappers on this, on this, in this world, and nobody knows who sh who shot them. We have some. One, one's in Cuba chilling on a beach. So. <laughs> it's only one kid. Tupac's not dead. He's alive. He's chilling on the beach in Cuba with his auntie. <laughs> right then, so we um, basically leave our cards out. Then, what do we think happened? Should we start? We'll start by what we think happened to Tupac, who we think killed him. Then we'll go onto the biggie one and we'll okay. end the show. So we'll start with Kurt. What do you think happened to Tupac? I just think they ran into the um, the guy that obviously, like you said, that stole the um, death row necklace pendant, whatever you want to say. They got in a fight, they rushed him and beat him up and he was looking for revenge and that was it. Bye, shot. Well, I think he's alive. I think he faked his own death and Suge Knight helped him and he's chilling in Cuba on the beach with his auntie and laughing at all of us and all the millions he made after he died. <laughs> That's Recently huh? in the paper, there was a guy called David Myers who um, on his deathbed apparently confessed to um, helping Tupac escape to Cuba. Tupac paid him $1.5 million. And there was a load of other payments off to police and all these other people. So there is someone who's confessed to doing what you've said. Wow. See, there you go. He could be alive, seriously. All this, all the, if you listen to his music, there's like, um, co like you know, little codes in there about him being faking his death, Machiavelli. Um, he faked his death and he, Tupac got a lot of inspiration from that. And a lot of people believe it, my brother included. <laughs> so, 
Why Cuba though? Why not like Brighton or Liverpool? Why why Cuba? I think Cuba at the time wasn't it because of the um, it was a close off to the world and there was yeah. extradition orders and all. But nowadays Cuba is a lot more open. The lots of the sanctions have been lifted. If Tupac like people are traveling back and forth there, if Tupac was there, someone would have seen him by now basically. Yeah, that's true. But wasn't it, um, there was a video on YouTube or something where someone they looked so similar to Tupac to, to and they were like, oh my God, that's Tupac at some, um, do you know, some... Maybe done a Michael Jackson and it's skin bleach. <laughs> so it's like a white dude now. Maybe he's called Tom. <laughs> Tom, Tom Baker. How many times have you seen Elvis is alive and oh, how many yeah. times have you seen this one's alive? But Elvis one, died of a the... heart attack, didn't he? Come on. So Tupac got shot. Could have faked it. Could have faked this. Mm. Crazy. The the one that I would like to do some name is Andy Kaufman. Have you guys heard of him? No. Yeah. Who's he? He's like a, a prominent comedian in the nineteen seventies. He's on Taxi Driver, and he died of cancer basically. But a, a lot of people believe he would have um, faked his own death, and he he's proclaimed to be coming back soon, and lots of stuff like that. So there is, I can understand why people like Aisha think that he done like. Fake his own death. Yeah, but there's a lot. He's of, hiding away. There's a lot of people. Music. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff in his music, but also he talks about getting shot in his music. He was shot previously. He was shot like two or three times yeah. before he actually died. Mm. He talks about many different things in music. For me, why would somebody faking around death tell everyone, millions of people about it? It just it just reeks of silliness. It's, uh, to me, I'm the same as Kurt. He beat down Orlando Anderson, a known mm. crip. They're not going to take that line down, basically. He got together with these guys who were in Las Vegas at the time. They drove up in the Cadillac and they shot him. It's a, mm. it's, I think it's a close case. I've read online as well. I know you can, you can read anything online. It doesn't mean it's true. But mm. inside the police department, as far as they're concerned, that case is closed. They know who killed it. Tupac, it was Orlando Anderson. That's who they've got down is killing them. They just, for whatever reason, there's no statute of limitations in America for murder, so the case is never officially closed. Oh, okay. <clears throat> there's, there's not, what can they do with Orlando Anderson? I mean, he's yeah, exactly. the only thing they can do is get the associates who are in the car. And and they're all dead as well. They, they're probably all dead as well. There's other guys. They're either dead or in jail. Who was it? It was a Pip or Flip or some mad name. Skip, I don't know. But he's dead. He was apparently in the car. And I think there's only one other guy who apparently, I can't remember his name. People might know if they're listening. He's the one guy who's still alive, but he's in jail and he's got no chance of ever getting out. It, there's just no interest in solving the case. I think that's quite sad that there's no interest in solving it because people want to know there's fans of his want to know what happened. Mm. There's some who still believe this one involved, the FBI are involved and it, it should be solved. It could be solved. If the police wanted to reopen it properly and spend some money on it, but yeah, but they don't care. Do. Yeah, <laughs> I think they don't care. I, I don't think, think they care. They're not bothered. It's gang violence. They just and it's a lot of racism in the police force anyway. So especially in America. Yeah, it's still it's quite surprising that's still going on today. I know it's crazy. America's got big issues with race. I'm so glad we live here <laughs> in, in that sense. Um, yeah, so what, what about Biggie? Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. 
that's the one that's far more suspicious to me. Like, Suge Knight. These <laughs> are what I think. I'll go first. What I think happened, Suge Knight had to retaliate. He had to be seen to make in some sort of revenge. He had to do something, get either Biggie or Puffy back for... I don't think he, it wasn't even Biggie's fault that he Tupac got killed. Hmm. It was Tupac's fault that he got killed, but the way it was perceived, it was Biggie's fault. So he had to do some. He had to react for face, and he was not, like I've said before. David Mack, all these other police were apparently hired by Suge Knight to do um, security, and he knew them. He used to. He liked involving the LAPD in these um, organization. They would run the security for him and all those things like that. I think the people who were responsible for the Biggie kill allegedly is Pucci, David Mack, them people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you, Kurt? I think like Suge Knight is obviously the um, guy that most people are going to look at, and you can't rule him out because you know he's got there's motive there, there's the reta- retaliation angle. Um, but I, I still think. I'm not sure that the crimes were like re- related, even though they they're so similar. And they're obviously, you know, you must if you look at them on paper, you think oh, they got to be related. But I just think they they could. There's a lot of people out there. I mean, it could just be a simple case of um, some hardcore gang bangers who are just big fans of Tupac who are looking for revenge, or it could be the you know the 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 gang um, aspect with like the security that they weren't paid and. You know, it, it just strikes me that they were there like almost three months without incident. So, why weren't they ever targeted before that? Why did it take people so long? I mean, if it was Suge Knight, I just think, why bother letting them stay there three months without any incident whatsoever? I, I just don't know. It's a very hard one to work on. It's hard to actually say who I think did. I just, I just don't think Suge Knight was involved in it. And I think a lot of people would probably be surprised, but I just, I just don't think he was. Do you think that LEP... LAPD are involved in it. For, for me, there's lots of red flags, like, really screaming out for me. Like, there was the first cop, Russell Poole, was, he was the cop for the Biggie killing, wasn't he, the first one? Yeah, he was basically told to back off uh, and investigate of, certain people. It didn't, he, he's, he's died recently, didn't he? He died last year, I think, or the year before, yeah. from a heart attack, and he was still looking into this case, and he was basically chased out the force because of the line of inquiries were taking him down. Dirty cops, weren't yeah. there? And the one thing about Aww. Russell Paul is that he was the one cop who Valetta Wallace, Biggie's mum, said wanted to know who her son was. It wasn't just he wasn't just a case of oh let's solve this guy. He actually wanted to get to know the the, the the person, the victim, and the family. And I've saw if you saw the documentary Big Into back done by um, Nick Broomfield. He actually goes around there and she cooks him dinner because they've it's more they've got an actual relationship where a lot of the other cops, you know, she don't trust. He's actually one that she trusted. So whether, you know, you think he was right or wrong, you know, he was definitely someone who cared and actually wanted to solve the crime and his theory, you know, was about David Mack, about the um their involvement and I think, you know, whether they're involved in actual murder, I'm not I'm not too sure, but I think they definitely failed the investigation for whether that was due to negligence or because they knew themselves inside that we've got we've got LAPD officers involved in the killing of you know the biggest rap star on the planet we've got to try and you know and David Mack's already in prison for bank robbery anyway for like god knows how many years so 
let's just let it die down, basically. And the, re- and the second reason as well, because obviously they had to reopen the case, didn't they, with the the Greg Cannon. He was um, he done the book Murder Rap, and he got involved in the case because um, was it Chris Wallace's mother? I can't remember after this name, Mrs. Wallace. I'll say she was so, she was told in proceedings by a judge that some or a lawyer that she should be seeking damages of something like four hundred million from the LAPD, which would have bankrupted the basically the entire city of LA. Wow. And that's why they hired or they put that Russ's Cannon onto the case. And he's there's a podcast out there where he's talking about his book and stuff like that. And he's asked on the podcast as well, so what was the objective of your case? Was it to prove who killed Biggie? Was it to find out who killed and whatnot? Or was it to protect the police, protect the force? And he didn't answer it. He never said. Hmm. That's and quite interesting. He, he was brought in because of the lawsuit. And he was brought in basically to prove that the LAPD had no involvement. And that's not to say that they didn't have involvement and that he was just... But why why not bring him in to solve the murder? What... He's he's from a biased... He's he's coming in from a biased point, point of, view, of view, yeah. I mean, he's coming in to protect the force first and foremost. The fact is, so that tells you if, if he did uncover evidence that they were involved, then what... I mean, that you all lump them in together. If one LAPD officer was involved, the whole city... Won't trust the LAPD. That's just the way it is. They've they've killed not just a, they're not just planting evidence or killed some guy. They've you know killed a a a big star at the time. So, you know it's it's hard to believe. But like I said, the corruption in the LAPD has been proven before, and I think it's a known fact that a lot of those officers, especially the ones who came out the inner LA area, have got gang ties, and that that just obviously is a conflict of interest right there when. The people you're arresting could be your in your same gang or in a rival gang. I mean, it's just bizarre. I mean, we don't really understand it because, you know, we we don't really have that kind of culture here. But you know, it's, that's just the way it is there. So, Aisha, Aisha, what's um, your thoughts? Biggie is he chilling with Tupac? Is he? <laughs> yeah, in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, I think obviously I think Biggie's dead, um, but. I don't know. It's quite an interesting one. I really, I can't pinpoint who, there's not much evidence on both sides, so I don't know who I can say, but I'm going with Suge Knight. On the fence. Yeah, no, I'm not on the fence. I'm going with Suge Knight because I just don't like him. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he pulled the trigger or do you think he orchestrated no, no, it? I th- no, no, orchestrated it. No. That's just, that's the way we should solve crimes, I think. Just, just... You're guilty. I just don't like you. No. I just don't like the way you look. I just look. don't like you. Do you he's he as dodgy as anything. And he's, he's in jail just... at the minute, ain't he? Yeah. Didn't he confess somewhere about some one of the crimes? There's loads of people apparently confessed. There was that Keithy Day who apparently he was the um, uncle or nephew or some relation to Orlando that he confessed at some point. There's loads of people apparently confessed. There's a there's a female rapper I watched because I was obviously trying to do a bit of research today and there was some female rapper a name escapes but she claims she was the one who killed Tupac she was the <laughs> one who and... no way thing is you got as well with these confessions and I say in quotes but it, these confessions are all about bragging yeah. rights as well oh I killed Same. this guy and got away with it I killed it, that guy you know you just take him with a pinch of salt it's all rubbish I think the real people who did it. I don't think they're going to talk. I think, especially in the Biggie killing, it's more professional hit. It was more like what you'd see in a, a gangster hit, really, yeah. the way it was professionally done. And those people don't talk. 
Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm going to go with what Lee's saying, retaliation, Shugnight killing him to to retaliate for Tupac and just, yeah, just to end the West Coast, East Coast. So, mm. last thing before we end, who's better, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac! But I do love Biggie, but it's all about um, Tupac. I, I, I'm a big Tupac fan, but I'm more East Coast. I like Biggie. Biggie Biggie's the best for me. Nah, Tupac, mate. See, for me, I think um, Tupac had the more catchier tunes. Mm. Songs like Change, Changes to Me was just such a phenomenal song. And lots of his other ones, um, Hit Him Up, yeah. just loads. California Love, that you oh did my with God. Dr. Dre, brilliant Life songs. Goes On. That, Life Goes On is my favourite Tupac tune. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of my... There's so many. There's um, yeah. too much swearing for me. I just don't like those songs. <laughs> Uh, That's part of the reason Rocco didn't come on the pod, wasn't it? It just didn't like the swearing. <laughs> R- Rocco's actual words were, let them all fucking kill each other for all I care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I, I, got, I like um, Biggie's music as well. Like, yeah, Juicy. Juicy. Yeah. I like, have you heard the Biggie Duets album? Yes. That's yes. a brilliant album as well. I like, there's a document, like, um, oh. Tupac Resurrection. I don't know if you've seen that one. There's a soundtrack that comes with that. Yeah. And there's a mm. track on there called Running by Tupac. It's obviously one after his death. That's a brilliant track But as Tupac's well. more... His lyrics are more deeper. He's got me, more meaningful... Um, his lyrics have got more meaning to them, I reckon. I think they've just got different meaning because obviously he's got a... Um, he was, wasn't he part of the Nation of Islam himself? He had a lot... His man was Black Panther. He had a lot of different thoughts with... Political. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Where Biggie's yeah. was more around his upbringing, the lifestyle. the lifestyle on the East Coast, yeah. packing bags. Um... I think, you know, I've said I've said it before, you know, I think Biggie's the, the greatest rap storyteller ever. I mean, I not, you know, he made, you know, as you know, you'd see Quentin Tarantino make a movie. I think Biggie made little movies in his own. I mean, if you listen to um, some of his records, Warning, things like that. Mm. And, um, you know, I think he, he was the best at what he did but you know he didn't rap about the same kind of things and that's that's what's good if everyone raps about the same thing but you know he raps about the lifestyle the money the girls yeah that's good to listen to mm. I, for me what it was you'd listen to a two-pack track and you, it was quite a nice track something you just hum along in your head with biggie's songs were just as good but also it could take you places in your mind because you a lot of his were imagination you could imagine him sitting packing bags on the corner yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about all these things that he wants and and like with Tupac you know like you said he was rapping about like you know the the history you know the Black Panther racism growing up poor being black yeah. and poor as, as a white kid I could totally relate to that so I'm, <laughs> I'm digging that as well <laughs> from Birmingham <laughs> ghetto but that, but that... so I guess that's how we roll that's the podcast then in the total isn't it really yeah. Um, obviously, people will be aware Rocco no-showed this. Like Kurt said, he said, let them all kill themselves. We're just hopefully that... Rocco's not podcast... a rap man. He's not a rap yeah, We're just hoping our next podcast won't be talking about the disappearance of Rocco, what's happened to him. We just don't know at the moment. Yeah. I think we should do Making a Murderer. We should talk about that. We probably will. Next... I think Rocco wants to do... Um... The Sonny and Shea story, was it? And the death of Sonny, he's quite into that type of music, so maybe the next <laughs> one will be about that. 
can't wait for that. Well, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll do the making of murder when, when Rocco finishes it. So 2021, people. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, yeah, then, yeah. I hope everyone's enjoyed the podcast. Um, Hello. I've been Lee. Hello. Who's been... Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> right, okay, then that's been our podcast on the killing of Biggie and Tupac. Hope you've enjoyed. A bit more serious this one. Not as light-hearted, but when two people are dead, can't really make jokes about it. Although, I do think it's weird that Biggie was only shot four times, thinking such a big guy. There might have been some reloading done on that shoot by, but I've been Lee hosting today with Kurt and Aisha, and catch us next time. Hopefully with Rogo.